Well, before we get into this week's episode, it's time about the people that make the show possible. You've heard about them before. We would love to give Mohawk Honda some credit, man. If you're listening to this, hopefully you go back and listen to our most recent episode of Levac and Goss from this past Thursday, where we broadcasted live from Mohawk Honda. Stop in, say hello. Got to see everybody. Greg Johnson, Cam McKenna was on vacation, but I saw Brian McKenna, I saw Lindsay Harridan, and how about Scott Moynihan back 30 plus years, has now returned to Mohawk Honda. So awesome to see him back in the fold there in Glenville. And the new Ryans, man, 2023s are on the way. Now it's your time to get a 2022 at that price that maybe you didn't even think you could get before. It can happen right now at Mohawk Honda. Glenville, New York, great people you want to work with during the carbine experience, people that you can trust during the carbine experience. It's so important to have a good experience when you're all set and done. You know my experience, 2022, Honda Pilot sitting in the driveway. Shout out to our guy, John Higgins, man, in service who took care of me. Tires are looking good. Oil's looking good. All the things that I didn't know were going on. John Higgins, service, the best, and Mohawk Honda's the best. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Stop into Mohawk Honda this fall. As the weather changes, so can a vehicle for you. Get that new ride. Speaking of the weather changing, let's talk about our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. It is officially the fall. It's a little bit cooler, a little bit colder. What's that mean for your home? That means your home needs to make sure it's heated properly as the fall is officially here and those colder nights are on the way. But you might have put it off. Johnstone Supply and Troy can help you. Whatever it might be. Whether you've got that boiler that might need a fix, maybe you've got that heating system that needs just a tune-up, Johnstone Supply and Troy can help you. Or maybe they can get you a whole new heating system. It's so important to have that in your home, especially with that colder weather on the way. Give love to our guy, George, man. It would make our football weekend, our sports weekend, if you stopped at a Johnstone Supply in Troy 6th Avenue and said, hey, want to give some love to our guys. We've been looking for making a change in our home. And they'll take care of you. Or call them today and start asking questions. 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. That is Johnstone Supply in Troy. They'll take the call. They'll answer it. They'll work with you to figure out exactly what your home needs, and you'll have a great setup for the future. We can stop in 6th Avenue and Troy to find those selective products that you need for those fall projects on the way. It's Johnstone Supply and Troy. One more time for the number 518-272-5922 or on Facebook, Johnstone Supply NY. Let's do it. Let's get into full-on Trav and Rigney in the show. Trav and Rigney show is up next. Welcome back to the Trav and Rigney Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Watching the Browns and Steelers beat up on each other. Yeah, this is this is fun. This game is going a little bit differently than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be a lot uh, more low scoring, and both teams scored two touchdowns in the first half, and that was surprising. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I expected from this game, but I certainly did not expect this game to hit the over, which it could still do. Yeah, that would that would upset me. I got some bets out there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, why don't we uh, why don't we review the games from last week? Because it was a Let's pretty nutty game. week, honestly. Yeah, this was um, not a, not a lot 
as far as quantity is concerned of injuries, but some real big one, uh, big ones happened. Really, it's just singular, right? Because it was just one. Uh, the Niners lost Trey Lance, which is unfortunate. Oh yeah, uh, that sounded like I was great. rooting for it, but no, I was just, oh, yeah. that, that was a big one. Is all I was saying. Um, I don't know if this makes the Niners look super smart for hanging on to Jimmy Grapes or they're just the benefactors of good luck here. I don't know. but I honestly think they're the benefactors of of good luck because because I don't think they meant to hold on to him for that long. I really think that they thought everybody was going to be like clamoring for him and they realized that once like everybody started filling up their QB positions that he was just kind of like left there and we're like, all right, so here's the deal. We're re-signing him, but we're going to restructure his deal and that'll teach him. That'll teach him. Well, now he's starting and making $250,000 a game. That's just a play 350 if he wins. Uh, But if we, we can, we can move right through the games in order though. The, the do you real quick, do you, do you think they, they put that extra hundred K in there as like a legit incentive? They're like, we don't want him taking out his hard feelings on our, our, our team and throwing picks intentionally. Like, you know how we were talking about, like if Baker stayed on the Browns, like if he actually got in there and play, like would he just start tossing picks around? Just like, <laughs> just like a, like a big giant middle finger to the Browns organization. I'm like, no, that makes you look bad, you know. Like, yeah. you, you, no, you it still look good for future teams. Yeah, it makes you look like a baby for sure. Uh, I think, I think this was the fail safe in case of the absolute worst case scenario, which is what has taken place with Trey Lance going down for the year. Yeah, uh, which was brutal, by the way. I just thought it was like, uh, like one of those non contact. His foot was facing a different direction, which is always brutal. Yeah, I did. I actually didn't see it. Um, but I'm glad I didn't look at it now. Oh yeah, like when I when Dak Pres- Dak Prescott got hurt a couple years ago, and like his foot was just not just facing a bad direction. Oh yeah, that was a good same, time. Same thing. It was really bad. Yeah, that's uh, I think what, you know what I think is worse is like he didn't even notice it at first. That's the kind of adrenaline these guys got pumping. He didn't even notice it. He tried to stand up, and that's you could, the worst. Yeah, and you you could just see immediately it wasn't happening. I don't know what, what it foot. felt like. Yeah, but he just t- hit the deck. You know what I mean, and just was like okay, one of those like, things where he wasn't even like didn't even look like he was in pain. Just like, holy shit, look at my leg. I always think of like, um, I always think of like Psycho Sid when he jumps off the top turnbuckle with like a big boot and like he lands all of his weight on one leg and his whole leg just snaps and it's just yeah. like hanging there. And oh god, it's awful to look at. It's like it's so bad. That and then the Louisville kid. Do you remember that? That one March Madness? Oh, yeah, man. That was he, awful. He, like, hit that three and fell out of bounds, and his bone popped right out of his shin. Yeah, that was a... Or, you know what I mean? Out the front of his leg. Yeah, I got you. Oh, it was, was a bad day. That was day. so disgusting. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> to the Chargers and Chiefs, right? Thursday night football. This game was a wild one. The Chiefs did win it 27 to 24. They beat the Chargers. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you think about this Amazon Prime broadcast? They got a real crispy resolution going over there. Yeah, I feel like it's decent, you know? Like I feel like it's uh it's it's pretty good. You know what's cool is you can do like this um you can do like the uh I don't know if you have to have uh like a, an additional um 
subscription or something, but it's like the Amazon like plus broadcast or whatever. And it's like all these like statistics and all these graphics and stuff come up on the screen. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. They're, they're, they're a bit ahead of their time with the broadcasting, but, but the games just look better. Like it's like they're, they're filming on higher resolution cameras. Mm -hmm. Uh, or maybe it's just me and I, I don't know, but, um, good. but yeah, the, the chiefs did win this game. Pat Mahomes did Pat Mahomes things. Uh, uh, Herbert. Oh my goodness. I was forgetting his name. Herbert, uh, took a shot here. What, did he break a few ribs. Is that, is that what the word on the street is? Um, I have to look it up exactly. Uh, something to do with, um, either, like a fracture or I don't know. It, it, it's bad though. I mean, there was a play where he was trying to like run to, to the first down marker and it was only a couple yards. And then he just kind of like pump faked and then just kind of kept pump faking as he was running out of bounds. And it just looked like he could barely move his arm at all. And then yeah. the very next play, he threw an absolute dime down the middle of the field. So I'm like, I don't know what this dude's doing. <laughs> I don't get it. Like he looked like they should have taken him out of the game, like he was hurt that badly. And then, yeah. like I said, the very next play, absolute dime. So I don't know. Um, for fantasy managers out there, I wonder if people were a little nervous about Austin Eckler's usage up until this game because he really wasn't doing a whole lot. And then at the end of this game, he got a ton of receptions, uh, which is really good. But you know his his rushing average is kind of awful right now. He's got like a two point eight yard per carry thing going on, and it's it's looking rough for Eckler managers right now. So I'm just curious about you know what you think about that. Well, if if your league's anything like our league, then the Eckler manager also has Cup, who's averaging twenty six points a game. So <laughs> yeah, fair. He's he's got that going for him. But I have Eckler uh, in the Godzilla Media League, and I do not have Cooper Cup. Yeah, but I do have Mike Williams and Justin Herbert. So. It was crazy. Is I like we did that the Godzilla Media draft, and I and I left that, and I was like, I took Trey Lance, and I didn't really want to, but I was like, on that chance that I'm the one that's wrong about him, I'm gonna scoop him, so I don't look like an absolute moron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't take any credit for being right about Trey Lance not helping me because he got injured, but. Right. I where I really liked my team at, when we left that draft that night. I don't like it so much anymore, and I'm just like I don't even like looking at it. I don't even like logging on and going to the waivers to try to pick people up because I don't even like looking at the roster. I'm like I don't like any of you guys. <laughs> I'm just gonna mail in. No, I'm not. I, I'm. I, I had the first waiver spot, so I like picked up Wentz because I'm like I, I need a quarterback now because I don't know. Can't just count on Fields to be the only quarterback I have. Right. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so down and out about this Godzilla Media team where I felt so good about it when we left the draft. It's such a weird dynamic that fantasy has. Yeah, I felt good about it too. And then I don't, I don't know what it is, but something about Yahoo's interface, I can't stand it. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is, man. I Maybe that's why it. I, I'm so down about this, about this team is that I can't stand looking at Yahoo's interface. I hate it so much. I just feel like it's clunky. It's like. Like looking through the free agents, I don't know. I hate it so much. Or, or maybe is it because we we're so used to the ESPN outlet outlook, uh, or the interface, the way that that looks. I mean, that like seeing it any other way is just 
garbage. Yeah, I mean, I think so, but I do think that Yahoo's is the worst because I I play on Sleeper too. Like I have a dynasty league on Sleeper, and that's fine. Like that's good. I don't know. Yeah, but let's let's move on. Let's okay. move on to the next game. Well, the next game's the Jets and the Browns, man. Hey, did you did you know who won this game? I know who won. Why don't you tell the people who won in case they didn't know? Well, the Browns won, obviously. If, if you know, I was talking to my mom because we were going to a little like birthday dinner for Cody. Shout out Cody! It's his birthday on on Wednesday yesterday. Uh, but uh, we did this little birthday thing on Sunday because he's in Vegas now, and he uh he was supposed to show up at a certain time whatever we were supposed to show up a little bit earlier to surprise him and so i was just calling my mom to like double check with that and i'm on the phone with her and as like as like she picks up the phone uh chubb runs in for his third touchdown and i'm like what are you doing (laughs) and she's like uh getting ready and I'm like, not you. It's the, the Jets. They're so bad, Mom. They're so bad. Like, we had this game. We were so close. And then, the th- like, the third quarter, we just let them run all over us. Fourth quarter, they let another touchdown go. I was like, now it's, like, 31 to, to 17 or whatever stupid score it is. And so I missed the fact that he missed the extra point because I just walked out of the room talking to my mom. And then so my mom hangs up with me. And I guess she went, like, when she got to the restaurant, she told everybody there, she's like, listen, uh, the Jets, the Jets lost. Like I was in a pretty bad mood, so just you know, don't don't razz them too much about anything. And I'm like, I didn't think I was that sensitive that you needed to like <laughs> prep everybody to come in, but that's but I appreciate that. And then uh, and then Cody's like, the Jets won, and he's and so my mom's like, wait, really? She's like, because when I was on the phone with them, it definitely sounded like they lost. She's he said that there was a minute left and that they're terrible, and I'm like, <laughs> well. Yeah, there was a minute left, and they were terrible, but somehow they scored 14 points in like a minute and 20 seconds, and yeah, we ended up winning that game. Yeah. That game was wild. Yeah, that was pretty nuts, man. Uh, I just, it seems like everything in football happens so quickly, but whenever there's an onside kick that is like pressure filled, it feels like everything on the TV moves in slow motion. Yeah. Yeah, you could see like the ball was going towards like uh, the sideline, and then the Jets player—I don't remember who it was—kind of reached out, scooped it to put it back into play. Amari Cooper's like trying to grab it, and I'm like, "Somebody grab the ball! How is this happening in slow motion?" But yeah, that's pretty much how it happens. It's kind of crazy like that. But no, that was a really fun game. Um, it wasn't fun for about a quarter. The third quarter was rough to watch if you're a Jets fan. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited actually. I think, and I'm not just saying this, but I think the Jets actually have a decent shot to beat the Bengals here, who have looked pretty awful in the first pretty two weeks. Terrible. Yeah, and the Jets beat the same Bengals last year, and the Jets were a worse team, and the Bengals arguably were a better team. So we'll see. Well, the Bengals got off to a bad start last year too, but the, the Bengals losing to a Dak Prescottless Cowboys this week, not to skip around, is pretty embarrassing. I'm um, embarrassed. Uh, like but to just to to recap or put a cap on the the, the Jets Browns one. Yep, the Jets won that game, and your fan base was fucking beside themselves. They yeah. they were going wild. They had to, dude. It's the first game we've won in September since Sam Darnold's debut. 
Oh my god! Leave it to you to, to even know that's that, unless that was a thing floating around a lot. It's been a thing that's been said for the last uh, couple of years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I it was weird that like I, I don't. I I I root for the Jets. Just I don't even know how to describe it. It's not just like for you because you're my buddy and and you're a Jets fan, but like I just have a soft spot for him. Yeah. So like. It's like Rudy, you know, you wanted to see him get on the field and actually play a game. Seeing them win made me feel (laughs) happy. I'm just like, and then like, it was the fans too. Like the fans were so happy, man. And to just to see the way that they, and then in, in contrast with other fans, like, did you see the video clip of the bears fan whose girlfriend would kept giving him a hard time while he's watching the bears lose? Oh, is it? Wait. Does the she keep was, saying? Does she keep saying? Oh, is your team losing again or something like that? Yeah, and he he like looked like he was crying. He had like a he had like a winter hat on and like a hoodie on, and she's like, "Why do you have all that on?" She's like, this, "Are they winning? Yeah. Did they win?" And then like she she said she just kept razzing him about it. And he was getting real annoyed and kept telling her to leave him alone. And then she goes, "You don't even pay this much attention to me." He's like, "I only known you two months. This has been my team for twenty two years." I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, I mean, facts though, you know. Uh, I've always told Kay that she's my she's my second love. You know, the the I've known the Jets my whole life. Yeah, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's only fair. Yeah, but no, it was cool. It was cool to see. Uh, the Jets fans were pumped. It was there's just there's a lot of excitement in New York right now, and ha- half of it I'm really cool with, and the other half I'm not that cool with. What about the other third that doesn't really count, but they'll tell you it's the only one that counts in Buffalo? That's the weird thing is like I, I I they have a legitimate claim for being the only one that counts since the other teams are in New Jersey, but but I, I am counting them as not in New York because they don't have New York in their team name. Yeah. Well, I think um, it's hilarious. So there's we did this uh me and Yeiser for our other show, we did uh we did this like charity stream where we played Mario Kart. And really it was just Yeiser played Mario Kart and he got hammered by himself. Uh but it was still a good time. Anyway, um, we got on and we were talking at one point and they know that I'm a Jets fan. And the w- the two guys that ran it, one of them's a Jets fan, the other one's a Bills fan. So we kind of, um, the Bills fan kind of started razzing me and the other Jets fan real quick about, you know, actually being a New Jersey team. And I'm like, look at dude, the Bills don't even play in Buffalo. They play in Orchard Park, okay? And he's like, at least it's the same state. And then it's just like the whole thing muted because it went into the game footage. So it's just like the way it ended was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> It's just pretty funny because like San Francisco doesn't play in San Francisco. They play yeah, in like, Inglewood or something like that. What's that? It was it, it was cool to see the Jets win. Um, I'm not nearly as happy about the other the other blue New York team not named the Bills winning. Yep. But the next game on our list is the Commanders at the Lions. Uh, the Lions did win this game. This is two weeks in a row for the Lions putting up quite a few points on the scoreboard. Say what you want about the teams they scored against. Um, the, in week one, the Lions scored quite a few points against the Eagles, whose defense just shut down the Vikings. So maybe there's a bit of truth to be had about the Lions just being a better team offensively this year. Amon uh, Ross St. Brown is an absolute beast. He th- That man has not had a game. He's on, like, what, nine straight games of at least ten targets, which is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, the, the, I was talking to somebody today about – the the and I say somebody it, it was my grandfather but he he's very uh, stuck in some of his opinions with 
with uh, like the Colts and it's a whole thing. But I was saying how the Colts are, they're kind of dumb here, right? Because I know that Carson Wentz can be pretty bad sometimes, but you, you so quickly forewent Wentz to have Matt Ryan that Wentz is now putting up much better numbers in Washington than Matt Ryan is in Indianapolis. And this is a guy who, while he, he did lose a game. I don't though. I don't put all the blame on him to Jacksonville at the end of last year. He still threw 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions, which is a number he seems to be very familiar with every year. Yeah, and he's and he's on pace, dude. He's on pace to throw for like almost six thousand yards and to have like thirty eight touchdowns. And like, at some point, we have to stop blaming the quarterbacks that the Colts keep going through and just start blaming the Colts here. Yeah, well, I mean, I have a whole thing I want to say about the Colts when we get there. So, but I, I didn't mean to jump to the Colts. I was trying no, to make good. a Carson Wentz point. Uh, no, I get it. Uh, the the this game was a, a way more fun game to watch than I would have thought when it started. Um, mm-hmm. The Lions did win, and man, the Lions have quite a bit of firepower on offense. Yeah, they do. I remember saying that. I remember saying that after they drafted uh, Jamison Williams, and I'm like, yo, that offense is actually probably going to be pretty fun to watch. Jamal Williams, uh, DeAndre Swift, Hawkinson, Amon Ross St. Brown. And I remember like going into the fantasy season, people were like, I think Amon Ross is probably going to be like way worse than he was last year. And this dude has just done nothing but picked, off where, picked up where he left off. Yeah, He's, he's quietly like, becoming like one of my favorite players in the God's NFL. And I've been like a champion of St. Brown since like last year, at the end of towards the end of last year. And I like, I considered keeping him this year and everything and Mm -hmm. sort of kicking myself now. But, but I, I take solace in the fact that I, I have been a, a staunch supporter of St. Brown here. Um, But there's, I think there's some credit that needs to be given to the Lions coaching staff though as well they're they're clearly doing what works in detroit even if that means you know hyper targeting st brown or hyper targeting uh swift who who now has 50 yard carries in consecutive games uh he's on pace to be an absolute monster and we know that these beginning of the season paces mean very little usually but right getting off to great starts is how these guys end up with such good seasons when it's all said and done so uh, not to not to have a love fest with the Lions. I just think they they won this game and they're gonna be they're gonna be a tough one to beat this year. They're they're not gonna be the same. They were tough to beat last year when they were not nearly as good. So I think what Travis is trying to say is that the Lions are slowly creeping up into that team of the show category. Hey, I I hadn't even considered it. That sounds that like you week. are heavily considering it. Uh, who <laughs> yeah. had who had Jared Goff and Joe Flacco throwing eight touchdowns and zero interceptions combined on their bingo card this week? Anybody? <laughs> oh man! Speaking of that, I mean, not to backtrack here, but you got to be pretty happy with your first round pick. He looked like a monster. Garrett Wilson. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know what this whole he is work. him thing comes from, but uh, I think Garrett Wilson is him. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but I forgot. I should be more specific. I forgot you guys made five picks in the first round this year. I mean, we had uh, three, but I mean, Brees Hall almost counts as a first rounder since yeah, he was 33 like, pick, or whatever yeah. pick he was 34. Yeah, he's up there, too. He actually uh, looked yeah. pretty good in that game as well. 
you know, it's good. This sounds weird, right? This is like a Vince McMahon thing way to think of things. But like, there are some guys who just look like they're going to be stars, right? Jamar Chase had that look. Mm -hmm. I think Amon Ross St. Brown has that look. And Wilson, I think, has that look. You can just tell. Yeah. He just looks like a guy that's going to dominate this league. And, he just passes the eyeball test. And it, which is such a silly thing to to gauge anybody's potential off of. But, you know, sometimes. Their eyeballs? You eyeballing the way that they look <laughs> is a silly way to gauge their potential. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all right. Next game. What do we got? We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints, and by God, they finally did it. Yeah, the they beat the Saints finally, right? Like uh, Tom Brady, it was zero and four against the Saints in the regular season. He did beat them once in the playoffs, but zero and four against the Saints in the regular season as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Uh, this game was incredibly boring until yeah. Tom Brady decided to start a fight that he did not intend to finish uh, in the yeah. middle of the field. So I, I, it's, it's weird how many different versions of this story that I've heard now, because I feel like it's half the people think that Tom Brady started it. And the other half are that Marshawn Latimer had something slick to say to Brady by walking by him. And then Brady went, turned around to go say something else to him. And that just opened the door to Mike Evans to hate on Latimer. Like he has for his whole career. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Th that is probably exactly what happened. Uh, Lattimore probably said something smart to Brady and then Brady does not back down when it comes to the trash talk. So Brady got in Lattimore's face and then I saw like Marcus May was trying to pull Lattimore back. And then that's when Mike Evans came in and just let him know that he was the juggernaut. And, uh, and to be fair, that's the only time Mike Evans has ever bested Lattimore. I think is when he wasn't looking. Um, yeah, <laughs> It's it's pretty bad. Like even even when like Lattimore got back up, like he threw Evans back down to the like it wasn't Evans Evans isn't he's not besting Lattimore really in anything. I mean, I, it's sad to see. First of all, I am here for whatever physical rivalry this is between these two. But nope. for to touch on the Brady thing real quick, for a man who has as much bark as he does. He, I have very little confidence that he can physically ever back up some of that bark, which oh. is why it's very good that he has people like Evans who are willing to just throw hands with whoever as long as their name is Marshawn. Dude, he he knows that for sure. Like he knows that he like he, going into that argument with Lattimore, he knew for sure he was not going to have to throw hands with anybody. <laughs> As soon as it even got close, like people came in from the sidelines to protect Brady. Like yeah. that's how it always is with these quarterbacks, right? They're very rarely ever thrown down. I think I've only ever seen one quarterback in a fight, and it was Cam Newton. He fought Josh Norman in training camp one year. It's his own quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but not that Mike Evans needed needed a reason to go out there and throw and try to throw around Marshawn Lattimore. He already hates that man. So right. just like it almost seems like Evans sits there at the sideline or on the field and just waits for an opportunity to go do something stupid with Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because this is the second time it's happened where he just he sprints from the sideline to just take Lattimore out. Anyway, not a lot of football analysis here, but there wasn't a lot of football. So to be fair, yeah, to say uh, it wasn't well, <laughs> not a lot of great stuff happening. Uh, Fournette had sixty-five yards and twenty-four carries, which is a whopping two-point-seven average. Brady threw the ball 34 times for only 190 yards and a touchdown. I don't think he looked particularly awesome this year so far. No, um, he hasn't has has 
he has not had his full cast around him yet. So I'm going to give him a little bit. And his line is super banged up. So I don't know if I'm here to say, like, age 45 is it for Brady. I mean, I do think it is hit. Like, I do think it is it for him. I don't think he's going to keep playing after this year. But I don't know if necessarily he's doing poorly just because of his age. I think a lot of it has to do with his surrounding cast not being totally there. Yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, I just... I didn't necessarily mean that to be a Brady thing so much as I just don't think he he hasn't looked good, and it's probably a lot because of he's uh, he's working with third stringers at every position on the offensive line. Yeah. But uh, but also he physically just doesn't look good. I don't know if anybody's seen pictures of Brady these days. He just doesn't look awesome. That man's he's going through some stuff off the field. Yeah, uh, he's James at the Winston, beginning of his midlife crisis. I think. <laughs> yeah. Winston had uh, he threw forty passes for two hundred and thirty six yards, uh, touchdown, three picks. Uh, I think the bigger thing to note on offense for the Saints, though, is that Chris Olave was targeted thirteen times. That's yeah, a he's, lot. He's been getting those targets. It's kind of nutty. He had a fifty one yard reception, so Chris Olave could be on the rise here. The can I, can I just tell you? I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I have a uh, a ticket on underdog right now, as should yeah. everybody listening. Uh, code Trap and Rigney. Um, I have Deontay Johnson higher than five and a half receptions. Bam, it's green. I already hit that. Mitchell Trubisky under 12 and a half rushing yards. He has seven right now, and there's like five minutes left in the game. Kareem Hunt higher than 62 and a half rushing and receiving yards. He's at 61, and the Browns just punted the ball away with four minutes left. And I'm going to be really, really sad if he doesn't get two more yards somewhere in this game. That's all. I'm just. I'm interrupting for that reason and that reason only. I had to get that out there before it inevitably makes me very, very sad. Yeah, that's fine, dude. Um, I also needed Hunt to get the two more receiving yards, but yeah, I I think he's probably not going to get it. But I'm also just going to lose this because Boswell actually didn't kick any field goals this game. Yeah, that's rough for you, buddy. Um, to to move along though. Yeah, let's move along. Panthers at the Giants. Uh, this was a game where the Giants did win, believe it or not. Sorry, I'm, I'm stalling because I'm trying to scroll through the. You're good, man. Giants won 19-16. And I don't, I don't know that I want to watch a Giants or Panthers game all year. I feel like... Yeah. I feel like both have been incredibly boring so far. I mean, the Giants kind of coming back to beat the Titans week one, that part was exciting, but I feel like the other, you know, 59 minutes of that game was probably um, kind of torture. Yeah, this is a rough one. The, the Panthers, just they don't look great this year. I'm not sure what their deal is. Uh, <clears throat> Barkley did not have the game he had last week, but I don't know that you can ever really expect somebody to have that kind of game on a weekly basis, and at least not anybody um, – who used to be named Christian McCaffrey. And I say used to be named because Christian McCaffrey has that name now and still isn't doing that. Right. Uh, but there was a time when, when having a game like Barkley had last week was a thing Christian McCaffrey was doing every week, but Barkley had 21 carries for 72 yards and he had three receptions for 16. I still mm-hmm. think that's incredible usage for a guy who did not look very good last year. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Um, Baker Mayfield threw through 29 passes and only had 145 yards. That's a weird number. Um, I, I don't really have any reason for why that's a weird number. It just seems kind of low for throwing 30 passes. I agree. 
DJ Moore only had three catches for 43 yards, uh, and he was only targeted six times. I feel like there's a lot of fantasy managers pretty upset with the idea that DJ Moore is not being more utilized. Yeah, who's who's this? S, who's who's she Smith? Shy Smith? Shy? Yeah. Targeted so. six times? Yeah. He's like the third or fourth wide receiver on the team? It doesn't make a ton of sense. I don't know what they're doing in Carolina. I don't know if it's a Matt Rule thing. I feel like it's not a Baker thing because Baker was, I don't know, way more aggressive. I'm just glad that McCaffrey finally got over 100 on the ground. Uh, that's nice to see. And it's good to see him catching a little bit more passes too. But he, he should be, honestly, I'm not even kidding, he should be game scripted into catching or at least being targeted like 10 times because he just moves the ball. He's just, he's the drive. Like, <laughs> more often than not. I don't know if you guys have watched Panther games in the past, but he's been yeah. the reason why people get down the field in Panthers uniforms because he's the only one that can move the ball. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, he, he appears to still be their only real weapon they have. Um, the New England Patriots went in and beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. I don't know if that's necessarily a surprise. Their offense also doesn't look great. Um Who's, who's offense? The Patriots offense, yeah. I don't think, looks very good. Yeah, I don't think neither either. I don't think either. I don't yeah. think both of them don't. <laughs> yeah, this there, this is another one of those games where it was, it was pretty boring for the most part. Um, the Patriots, they, they, they won the game. I don't I'm, – I'm still very confused about what's happening coaching staff-wise. I don't quite understand what, what they're trying to do. Um, just the offensive play calling just looks – it looks chaotic, right, from the viewer. It just it doesn't seem to make a ton of sense. And so I, Matt Patricia is calling plays there, right? Yeah, defensive coordinator Matt Patricia. Yeah. Okay. Just clarifying. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> happening. It's it's really like Bill Belichick is understanding. Like I'm on my way out here. I'm just gonna get all my friends, and we're gonna make grownups too, and everybody's gonna hate. <laughs> all my friends. <laughs> he's just he's just bringing back all his former coaching staff. You know what's crazy is, and I, we've talked about this before, that that Bill Belichick will go down as the greatest coach of all time, mm-hmm. but probably has the weakest coaching tree of all time. Yeah, he does. I mean, at least for like a, a coach of that magnitude, yeah. Because like the Andy Reid coaching tree is unbelievable. Yeah, that's what that that's sort of the point I'm making here. Yep. Is that Belichick is going to go down as the greatest coach, but like his subordinates who went on to have. To, to get their own teams as a head coach have just mm-hmm. not been fantastic. And he's and he's a branch off of the Parcells tree, which is also fantastic. Yeah, so... Uh, but the most successful uh, Belichick branch, I guess, would be Mike Vrabel so far. Yeah, that's true. And he hasn't been looking good so far this year without... No, uh, Titans don't look awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking of AFC South teams, though, the Colts, once again lost to the Jaguars in a game mm. where they scored zero points. Now, this must be Carson Wentz's fault somehow. Now, now zero points is more than not a lot of numbers. It's like the, <laughs> it's more one than of the lowest point. numbers you could have without giving people more points. <laughs> so, without giving him your points? <laughs> yeah. Um, why they're not running the ball more with Taylor is beyond me. Like, you look at, like... Fantasy managers probably just look at Taylor's score and they're like, oh, he had a bad game. Now, he ran the ball nine times for 54 yards. Average of six yards a carry. He had a 21 
uh, yard run. Uh, he picked up three first downs, and I'm like, what are they? Why are they throwing the ball thirty times? Just run it with Taylor. And I yeah. understand like the game can get away from you and stuff like that, but if you're running with Taylor from the get go, then it probably shouldn't be getting away from you. Well, I think I think I agree with your point with what you were saying when you said uh, all these quarterbacks keep going in, into Indy and they keep getting the blame for not being good. Everybody just assumes Frank Reich is a good coach. We have nothing to prove that so far. Yeah, because because he was the heralded the Super Bowl and he was yeah. the offensive coordinator. I was just going to say he was heralded as the Eagles offensive coordinator, but it's been proven that Doug Peterson's a good coach. Yeah. It hasn't been proven at all that Frank Reich is a good coach. So I think maybe we start looking into Frank Reich a little bit and remembering that he uh he kind of sucks. <laughs> well, and and I don't know, I don't know exactly how this whole team of the show thing's going to work, but I say uh the Colts are the Colts are gone. I'm yeah. I'm yeah, we I'm can wrap the Colts here. But how about at the in the same breath though, we we insert the Jags into the running. Yeah, I think everybody's in the running until they're not. And the Jags are certainly up there, I think, with the Lions as some of my favorites to watch right now. I say right now my three tops are Jags, Lions, Vikings. Okay. I actually think my three favorites right now are probably Lions, Jags, Dolphins. Okay. But we can't do Dolphins, remember? Oh, yep. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Otherwise, you know what? I was thinking Commanders, too, though. Yeah, see? You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but, but out of respect for each other, okay, yeah, we're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna make ourselves root for the for, root okay. for that because that would be but, all right. Well, I like your list though because I I'm still despite what happened on Monday night, I, I'm still a decent believer in the Vikings. Yeah, we'll we'll figure this out, buddy. It's not gonna be a, we're not gonna fight over it. I'm sure. No, definitely not. Uh, moving on though, the Miami Dolphins won an absolute easily. I think the best game of the week. The a I don't even know what to call this game. It was a barn burner, and it went, it went into went overtime, right? No, no, they didn't. Okay, uh, forty-two to thirty-eight. Who had the Dolphins scoring the most points last week or this week in the uh, pool? Because don't think it was anybody. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody thought that. Um, but yeah, twenty-eight points in the fourth quarter is wild. That's so many. Let me let me. Go ahead and just read to you Lamar Jackson's stat line, and then we can discuss how wild it is that he lost. Lamar Jackson was 21 for 29, 318 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. He was not sacked, and he averaged 11 yards per uh, per attempt. I was going to say, that's pretty. that's got to be pretty close to a perfect quarterback rating. Yeah, 142.6. I think that is perfect, right? Uh, perfect is 158.3. Oh, okay. Never mind. But it's pretty um, close. But in addition to that, Lamar Jackson had nine carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. He had a 79 yarder as his longest carry and averaged 13.2 yards per carry. That was the losing. That's ridiculous. Yeah. The winning quarterback stat line. Tua tanking for Tua. Remember when that was the thing? 36 for 50. This man threw 50 passes, 469 yards, six touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, he had a 124 passer rating. Tua, now, read, now read his rushing stat line. Tua, you ready for this? One carry, one yard, no touchdowns, 
Longest was one yard. However, one first down. He made that one yard count, buddy. Uh, the more impressive stat line here are his two damn near identical wide receivers. Hill and Waddle both had 11 receptions. Hill had 190 yards receiving. Waddle had 171. Hill averaged 17.3 yards per catch. Waddle averaged 15 and a half. They both had two touchdowns. They both had a long of 60 yards. And Hill was targeted 13 times, and Waddle was targeted 19. 19 times Waddle was targeted. That's a lot of times. That's Remember when we said, times. like, how many times did he throw it? He threw it 50, threw 50. times. Almost half went to Waddle. That's insane. Yeah. So many. What a good um, game that was, though. I was upset that the Dolphins won, but it was cool to see uh, Waddle score that last touchdown. Yeah. As a member of my fantasy team. And it's, it's absolutely hysterical to see everybody waddling in the stands when he scores. Dude, he has the best touchdown celebration of anybody, <laughs> I think, probably ever. Is that it's, fair to say? His last it, name's Waddle, and he waddles yeah. like a penguin every it's time good, he scores. It's good. It's good because it like it's his last name. Like not not oh, nobody has that right. Nobody does a celebration that is their last name. Um, it, it we're we're moving at almost forty minutes here. So, so I mean, I would love to spend more time on this game. It was easily the best game of the week, and I probably think best game so far this year. Even yeah, I agree. There's only been two. The the Rams almost blew it against the Falcons. I felt like the Rams had this game in the bag the entire time. Uh, somehow the Falcons pulled. Uh, they almost pulled a reverse Falcon, which would be to to win a game you're losing and not lose a game you're winning. Um, I I would have thought that the Falcons were a team that was sort of okay with losing and they weren't going to really try very hard. But they sort of seem like they're going to go the Lions route from last year, where they're in every single game, and and they're just gonna they're just gonna lose a bunch, but they're just gonna be in every game. They're gonna be a tough out, which yeah. is weird because they don't have a lot going on offensively. Um, not to interrupt again, uh, just a just an underdog update. Uh, the Browns have the ball back. They're ter- they're currently trying to run out the clock. I need Hunt to get two more rushing yards. And then I'll hit for 60 bucks on that one. And then uh, Fryermuth actually caught 40 yards worth of passes. So uh, he ended up hitting on his. And so I won $60 on that bet. So, uh, you know, nice. underdog, get on there. Nice, dude. Bet money to win money. Yeah. Well, I bet money and I lost it already. Well, that's because you bet on Caesars, buddy. That's not our That's not our sponsor. That's true. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> The Rams did win this game. There wasn't a ton going on with this, despite the score being 31 27. It just, this one seemed like a weird one. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I may have uh, jumped the gun a little bit on the Cam Akers uh, hate because he got 18 touches in this game when Hen- Henderson only got 10, which makes me a little nervous. However, Henderson did get the touchdown, which was good to see. Um, and it, it's funny how a lot of the, a lot of the chirping, um, from like Twitter and stuff like that about Allen Robinson, not getting uh, really targeted at all. And then he gets the first touchdown pass from Stafford. Um, and he, he would have had the second, they lined him up in the backfield and had him kind of just run into the flat and they tossed it to him and he ran in the end zone. And then for absolutely no reason at all, uh, the guys up in the booth were like, Oh, hold on. Uh, the medical team want, needs to stop the game. The play was over. 
the play was over. It had happened. It was touchdown Rams. And they stopped it, said that that play didn't count because they saw somebody on the field that looks like that looked like they could have um, or should have been in concussion protocol. So they restarted it, and then Cooper Cup got the touchdown on the very next play. I did. So I know exactly the what you're talking about. But when yeah. they played it back, you you can hear the whittle, the whistle before they snap the ball. Oh, was there? Yeah, I could. So I watched like, it at Buffalo Wild Wings, so I couldn't hear anything. Oh yeah, you can. When they played it back, because a lot of people were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then you could hear them. It was faint, but you could hear the whistle blowing before they snapped. Because even even um, who caught the touchdown? I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Robinson initially. Yeah, Robinson. Because even he caught it and he immediately turned around like, what the hell, man? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Because they didn't blow the play dead because the play was already blown dead. Uh, but I don't know. If, maybe this will make you feel better about Henderson, though. Uh, he... He averaged 4.7 yards a carry, and he did get the touchdown, where Akers only averaged 2.9 yards per carry. So it seems like Henderson's still getting the short yarder, and he clearly he appears to be the more efficient runner. Well, I do think Henderson is the better back. Uh, I just, I'm just i nervous about Cam Akers' usage going forward. Like yeah. I don't want them to keep increasing his usage and Henderson only, only seeing, you know. This could have been the result of the squeaky of wheel thing from week one. Um because he was clearly given a lot more usage, Acres was, and mm-hmm. just the efficiency just wasn't there. Let's give a shout out to, uh, I believe that's Bilal Powell, with his one carry for negative twenty six yards. Congrats to him. Wait, I don't think it's Bilal Powell because I think he's retired. But there is a William Powell, Brandon Powell, Brandon Powell, wide receiver number nineteen, one carry for negative twenty six yards. That's I amazing. I did not see that. I'm assuming that was an end around that went very, very poorly. <laughs> it would have had to have. That was, that's real bad. Um, cup did the cup thing. 11, 11 receptions, 108 yards, two touchdowns. And the man is unbelievable. Uh, Robinson had a bounce back game. There wasn't a lot going on with the Falcons. Uh, Drake London was targeted 12 times. He had eight catches, 86 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, these 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 rookie uh, wideouts are having pretty good start to their NFL careers. No, yeah, they are. Um, that seems to be the trend, though, man. These these receivers coming in and the ones that are drafted early, anyway, seem to be having decent careers. And I remember as a kid, I always thought that uh, receivers were like the biggest bust potential. And now it just seems like every collegiate wide receiver drafted in the first round is coming in and just making an impact on their team immediately. Yeah, it's, I think it's because of how much of a throwing league the NFL has become. Like you're yeah, forcing probably. these guys. Yeah, probably. And when yeah. and when we were kids, it was all about rushing the ball. Yeah. Uh, Pitts continues to frustrate fantasy owners. Two catches for 19 yards, which is, I believe, his exact stat line from last week. Right? Two two catches for 19 yards. Sounds like a thing. Um, uh, moving along, the Seahawks lost to the Rams. There was not a lot going on there. Seattle did not look good. Trey Lance. Oh uh, yeah, 49ers. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry, 49ers. The the Trey Lance did he get hurt in this game. Jimmy Graves came in and picked up right where he left off from last year. And they, this offense just seems like they flow decently with Jimmy Graves. He's never mm-hmm. going to be a guy that wows you with his passing statistics. But no. they did go to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Graves. They continue to go to the playoffs with Jimmy Graves. They're not worried about anything here. It, it's very unfortunate uh, with an injury that gruesome. But the Niners aren't going to be missing much here. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, the Seahawks' only touchdown came on a 
86-yard blocked field goal return by Sir Michael Jackson. Um, so that's did you did, did your boy get hurt in this game? No, my boy got hurt last game. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I couldn't remember which his, game it was. Messed up his thigh. Yeah, yeah. He built different though. He built. Different. <laughs> he always used to just uh, tweet that. He always used to just tweet built different. I'm like, what are you talking okay. about? I'm here for the the Rigney and the uh, safety. My God, every week I do this, man. I blank on players' names. I should know. Jamal Adams. Yeah, yeah. he. Um, you know, he and I used to be real close, and then uh, he <laughs> he was trying to, you know, get out of New York, and he was saying that we need dogs, and that he's sick of losing, and he comes from winning, and I'm like, you're all in the NFL. You all came from winning, stupid. Yeah, yeah. no, very rarely does a guy make it to the NFL where all he's done is lose in his life. Yeah. Uh, what a the, coaster. The Cincinnati Bengals went into Dallas and just absolutely dropped their pants, and nope. That's what the Cowboys did to them. Yeah. The the Cooper Rush led Dallas Cowboys somehow won this game on the back of uh Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. I, the Bengals are off to a rough start. I'm I'm not a fan for fantasy reasons, but I'm I'm also not a fan because this is with the show's team last year, and they're just once again having a rough start to the season. They don't look good, but Burrow's doing a whole lot of Aaron Rodgers stuff right now, where he's telling people to chill and they're gonna relax we'll get it. he's nothing but smiles and like we're everybody needs to pump the brakes we're gonna it's a long season we're gonna get there don't worry uh, yeah still, you lost to the cowboys i hate the cowboys i hate when they win i hate when they even come close to winning so do better cincinnati yeah they came pretty close to winning in this game um <laughs> as close as you could possibly be yeah 20 to 17 kind of close uh, the, the Bengals have looked bad in both games. However, they've been in both of them. Um, they were, they were just a last second field goal kick away from, from, you know, bringing this game into overtime. The O line looks awful for Cincinnati. I believe Burrow has been sacked 13 times so far this year. Hi, there's only been two games. So that's a lot. And, yeah. um, six and a half times a game. He's not getting any time. And when he does get time, he thinks he doesn't have time. So he's, he's just throwing the ball. Uh, He's getting rid of the ball really quickly. Mixon isn't really finding uh, any room running the ball either. So the O-line is definitely the catalyst of this, this bad start. Yeah. They need to, they definitely need to get it together, especially since they, they paid some big bucks to guys this off season. Um, The Houston Texans, lost to the Denver Broncos in a game where it just feels like both teams just lost. I don't, the Broncos don't look good. The Texans, nobody really thought the Texans were going to be good, but, but they're more gooder than I thought they were going to be. I, but they're the problem here though, is they're playing a Denver team. Everybody thought was going to be playoff bound. And yep. even though the Broncos won, it doesn't even feel like they won. They just look bad. Russell Wilson no. just on the sideline yelling at all the teammates to make sure they yell out whether or not it's run or pass. Like this isn't Pop Warner, dude. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what's going on on the field. Russ, go you sit think down. the defense fucking gives a shit if 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 the backup tight end is screaming run or pass from the sideline? You can't hear him. They have to wear microphones inside their helmets. Sit down, Russell. I can't stand that man. I think he is so cringy. He's he he's Mister Cringe, yeah, for sure. God, he's the worst. Yeah, he doesn't and- look good this year. 
it's hard to say like is is the blame put on russ or is it is the blame put on that coaching staff because they've been awful so far too the entire just, coaching staff for for broncos i'm gonna blame awful. i'm gonna blame how bad the coaching staff is on russell wilson too all right that's fair i think so like, i think you could really only you like you can't be more fair than that honestly he, i blame the on-field for russell wilson and i blame how bad the coaching staff is on russell wilson maybe maybe yell run pass in the film room and then you guys will do better yeah no that checks that checks out um i really like to see that damian pierce went from getting less than half the carries to 80 percent of the carries in a one week span yeah, to all of them so that's good Uh, so I'll, I'll take that, even though he didn't do a ton with it. I like that that uptick in usage. The mm-hmm. This is the game went over time. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Raiders, and uh, I'm going to I'm gonna vent for one second. Here we go. Because I watched a lot of this game, and I know that I am not a an X's and O's wizard. I am not a guy who will ever try to pretend that I know exactly how NFL offenses work. I know what I'm doing out there. I should have been in the NFL. None of that. However, watching most of this game, it looked real obvious to me that Devontae Adams was not in the top three of Derek Carr's progression. And I can't for the life of me figure out why that is. I understand that my reason for being annoyed with that is because I have him on both my fantasy teams. But the idea that your first look was was Renfro every time you drop back for four straight drives. And then your second look was Waller. And your third look was the dump off before you shot it Devonte Adams way. There were, I can count. I think I counted on one hand uh, one, which means five, the amount of times in one drive where he looked, look, 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 then, then before you got sacked was backpedaling and just threw it in the dirt. Like his name was Donovan McNabb. And Adam's feet and Adam's just standing there looking at him like, yeah, I was open 15 seconds ago. Maybe you should have threw it to me then. I was so annoyed with this whole game. And uh, Tyler was texting me. And uh, he's on Adams. And I'm like, I hope that the Cardinals win this game. This is when the Raiders were winning. I hope the Cardinals win this game simply because the Raiders are going away from Adams because of whatever squeaky wheel was in Carr's ear this, this week. Sorry, bent, bent over. I was so frustrated with Adams last week. Yeah, no, I mean, I I get it, dude. I 100% understand that rant. Um, the, the Raiders have to be kicking themselves here because they probably should have won week one. They definitely should have won this game. So now you're starting off. Now you're starting off 0-2 in a division where you really can't afford to do that. No. So it's funny, like... I can't remember the percentage off the top of my head. I want to say it's like, it's like 20, like 12 or 20% or something like that. Chances of making the playoffs after you start zero and two. And if you start zero and three, it's like next to no shot. You're starting like you're making the playoffs. It's basically yeah. a death sentence. It's kind of crazy. I think the, their saving grace here is I think the Broncos are probably the worst team in that division and the Seahawks in their first two games so they only got out of that one and one um yeah that's rough I I do think uh Vegas turns this around I was calling Oakland Vegas turns it around I I think Carr is learning very valuable lessons here that just just 
take a play out of the Aaron Rodgers playbook and just feed your beast. Just feed him. It's how you win the games. If you fancy yourself a good quarterback, which Carr can be, throw it to your monster and let him do his thing. Stop stop feeding the white guy because because uh, he cried in the locker room last week. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. I For said sure. I was not venting and I did it immediately. No, it's, it's cool, buddy. <laughs> the, the Bears and the Packers uh, played football. Uh, well, Rogers. the Packers played football. <laughs> the, the Packers won this game 27 to 10. Aaron Rodgers continues to own the Chicago Bears, and he makes it known. It's not just me saying it. He loves to say it out loud. Yeah. Can I have a question? You can have as many can questions I, as you want. One? All right. Number one, uh, 11 times, huh? 11 Ele- times? Ele- 11, 11 passes from from fields when you're down all game. That's well. I don't. Ha- I don't know what's wild. happening in Chicago. I don't understand it. At halftime, they were down twenty-four to seven. They threw the ball eleven times. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Do they not trust Fields? Do they not trust the receivers? Like, what's what's the problem? I don't know. I mean, they had they threw the ball last year. It's like David Montgomery had a good game for what it's worth: fifteen attempts for one hundred and twenty-two yards, average of eight. Uh, yards per carry but like i don't know throw the ball to somebody is this the first first time in nfl history that two brothers led their different nfl teams in receiving um i don't probably not because sterling sharp and shannon sharp aren't they brothers really oh i don't know i thought they were brothers well it, it if that were the case, it'd be really funny because Amon Ross St. Brown had a monster game and Equinemius St. Brown did not, but he still led his own team in receiving. Yeah. 39 yards. Monster. <laughs> monster day there. That's almost half. Actually, it's more. It's I'm sorry. It's more than half of all of Justin Fields' yardage. Yeah. Threw for 70 uh, yards. Aaron Rodgers uh, did the bare minimum of what I expect from Aaron Rodgers, which is 19 of 25 for 234, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Jones looked more like himself this week. Despite having 15 carries for 132 yards and a touchdown, A.J. Dillon somehow still got 18 carries for 61 yards. Yeah, they got um, working. Man, they are – that's that's 33 carries between the two of them. And then Rodgers ran the ball five times. Who, who would have thought the Packers would run the ball 38 times in a game? It's um, crazy. Watkins, the leading receiver for Green Bay, for those of you wondering, um, followed by Aaron Jones. Uh, moving to Monday night, in an absolute uh, mind boggler here, there were two Monday night games. I don't quite understand. I'm okay with Monday night games if one is after the other, not at the same time. I like to watch football. Yeah, uh, I don't know what they were doing here. And I understand that the, that the the Eagles Vikings game started what 40 minutes after the Bills Titans game did, mm-hmm. something like that. Their, oh. their issue is that usually when they do double headers for Monday night, one's a West Coast game that starts at 8 o'clock. The other one's an East Coast game that starts at 5. Yeah. Both of these were East Coast games. So it's like I think they couldn't start one at at 5 because then they're watching. Then the West Coast has to start watching it at 2 Yep. on a Monday. So I think that was probably their reasoning. However, I don't know. Figure it out. You guys are supposed to be smart and good at this stuff. Why do we have to fix it for you? Maybe flex one of those West Coast games in. Like, you didn't have to have 
the Bills and the Titans. You you really didn't have to. You really nobody really had to watch that game. No, that was really bad. Um, Josh Allen is doing Josh Josh Allen things. I I use that phrase a lot with guys because it's just like their play is they're just a verb of themselves now. I guess, but yeah, the Bills were dominant. They were manhandling. The Titans don't look good, man. I, I'm not sure what's going on over there. Maybe maybe it's getting rid of your best receiver and replacing him with a rookie that doesn't look great. Um, yeah, yeah. But, they they don't look good, but it's also that the Bills are so dominant. I'm yeah. very very afraid of the Bills. I think that they, you know, I I think that they could run through pretty much everybody at this point. They, that's yeah. how good they look. I'm interested to see like who's the first team that really pushes them. Who who do the Bills have this week? The Dolphins. the Dolphins. Oh yeah, that'll be a good one. Could Unless be the Bills um, just just dominate, awesome. then it's like then what do we think? Um, like, oh my god! Uh, they won this game forty-one to seven. They were all over the Titans. Uh, Josh Allen was twenty-six of thirty-eight, three hundred seventeen yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Um. Diggs had an absolute monster game. 15 targets, 12 grabs, 148 yards, three touchdowns. They didn't – it just seems like Diggs was all he threw to that whole game. He threw to a lot of people, but Diggs had 12 grabs, and the next closest amount was four to Dawson Knox. Yeah. Uh, Diggs, Diggs was the guy for sure. Uh, they should be getting Gabe, da- Gabe Davis back this week against the Dolphins, so uh, I wouldn't expect as heavy of a target share for – for digs but who knows yeah. i mean they're probably gonna throw a lot against the dolphins so we'll see Tannehill was 11 of 20 for 117 yards and two interceptions I, i'm i'm gonna I'm, i know that i didn't think Tannehill was gonna be very good this year but there's a lot going on with the titans so i, I don't want to put all the blame on Tannehill. their right. offense just doesn't look very good um you're gonna probably see malik willis in there sooner than people thought i don't know that that's the right call but i I kind of feel like that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. He's probably going to get in there a little bit earlier than people thought, especially if they lose this week. Um, the other Monday night game that was on just, just after this one started was the Eagles and the Vikings game. One of my biggest gripes with the Eagles last week against the Lions was how many points they gave up to a team I felt like was lesser. I don't necessarily know that I think the Lions are really that much lesser anymore considering they're putting up that many points each week. Mm-hmm. But the Eagles defense wildly stepped up this week. I, I was very, very happy. Um, as you guys know, if you've listened to our show the last couple of weeks, I had Minnesota doing really great things this year with that offense. Mm-hmm. So the idea that, that the Eagles secondary stepped up the way that they did, Darius Slay should have had four interceptions in this game. He only had two. <clears throat> I say only had two. What like, a slacker. What a loser. Yeah, what a bum. <laughs> he was the player of the game. He was the NFC player of the week. The Eagles defense was was – phenomenal here i i was so happy it was my favorite part of this game which i know sounds weird because we have a quarterback who's constantly being scrutinized um but jalen hurts was 26 of 31 for 333 yards and a passing touchdown he did throw an interception not his fault i'm will always be an advocate of passes that go through a receiver's hands and into the defender's hands should not count against the quarterback um well, hold on. If that's the if that's the case, then any uh, any yards after the catch shouldn't count for the quarterback. Yeah. 
wouldn't that be wild if they did that? Well, so if if, if Jalen Hurts passed it like passed it like a like a wide receiver screen to AJ Brown and he took it ninety yards, Jalen Hurts would get negative one passing yards. <laughs> well, so the, the, I I push back on that because a lot of times the quarterback gets the receiver open by what he does with pump fakes and looking downfield. So a lot of times receivers aren't even open unless the quarterback does a certain thing. Oh yeah, sure. I'm I'm just so, like, messing around. I saw that. I saw that. Open. I saw that as a tweet actually before because somebody like somebody said uh, somebody said exactly that like okay if we're gonna if we're gonna count uh, dropped passes as wide receiver interceptions or something like that then we're gonna count uh, yards after the catch only for the wide receivers. Well, <laughs> so I just okay. thought that that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny, but I don't think that they should do that. In an ideal world, for me though, I don't think I think that defense just gets credited with an interception. I don't think you give it, you don't, you make it a receiver stat. You just take that away from the quarterback because he, he can throw the ball and he can, he can do whatever with his body and his arm to get the receiver open, but he can't, he can't make him catch it. So I through the hands. I think should, that should just not be a quarterback thing, but yeah, it's, it's tough. I don't think they'll change it, but I, I agree <laughs> with what you're saying. Hertz has his naysayers uh, still to this point. He, he's played great. He had a hundred and, uh, 108.7 passer rating um, this week, and he only had one passing touchdown. But the dude ran the ball 11 times for 57 yards and two touchdowns. And he has his naysayers because he doesn't have a lot of passing touchdowns this season. And to that, I say there were three different occasions last week where Jalen Hurts threw absolute dimes to receivers who ended up down at the one yard line. So he could easily have like three, four more touchdowns passing right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying by any stretch that Jalen Hurts is. He's he's the guy going forward, or that the Eagles should just pay him now, or he's he's elite. Not doing any of those things, but I, I've been on the train that he needs to be given time and not just be dumped off because he didn't have a great game against the Bucks in the wild card round. Yeah, uh, I think when you when he has a coaching staff that's backing him and he's a lot more comfortable with his offense now, he can do great things. Uh, he looks very Lamar Jackson esque, who I have been very critical of before. So I'm, I am, but I have way laid off of that. I've admitted that I've been wrong about Lamar Jackson more than more times than I cared to talk about. But the leading receiver for the Eagles was actually Dallas Goddard, not in receptions, but in yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a Devontae Smith game for the receiver room, though, uh, whereas last week was an AJ Brown game. Yeah, this seemed like very much like uh, you know the Hunter Renfro thing or the the Mike Williams thing. It's like you know Allen Robinson. It's like all these guys week one that had a high expectations and barely saw the ball, and then you know week two comes around and they get all the targets, all the yards, and fun stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins did Kirk Cousins in Monday Night Football primetime things. Yeah, he, he was awful. I say it, I'd be that specific because Kirk Cousins is usually pretty decent, but he was 27 of 46, 221 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. Mm-hmm. I did see one of my favorite memes so far this season, which was Kirk Cousins falling backwards, and it just says, F it, Slay's down there somewhere. <laughs> and uh, just because Slay should have had four picks. Um, Jalen Rager, they the Vikings, and this is why I hate the Vikings. They intentionally put Rager on the field just to sort of get a reaction 
because yeah. Rager had no business being on the football field. He he's only been on your team a short while. You you, you try to give him end arounds. Dude had a carry for 17 yards, and he returned kicks. It, it felt a lot like, hey Philly, look, we got this weapon from you guys. Haha, you never use him. He didn't do a ton. He, the man got booed out of the stadium. I don't know that that helped his mentals at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, he, yeah. He's used to getting booed in Lincoln Financial, but like, it I love his. I, lo- I love his stat line, by the way. One reception, seven yards, eight yards after the catch. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even happen? He caught it behind the line of scrimmage. That's funny stuff. Um, Dalvin Cook got six carries for 17 yards. This one is a, this one stings. Stings yeah. me in the fantasy team area. I would I would <laughs> love part of the body is that. Don't worry about it. We're in the I fantasy would... team area. <laughs> I don't know, the heart, the groin, I don't know. Yeah. The, <clears throat> the thing here, though, is with, with Dalvin Cook is, and I was trying to tell this to Tyler, he's not been great so far this season, but he's going to have a get-right game, and it's going to be like a 40-pointer. Yeah, I'll trade you for him. <laughs> it's gonna He's going to get like 22 carries one game for like 212 yards and three touchdowns. And uh, I just know it's going to be like one of the weeks I play Tyler, and he's going to be so mad about it. Well, it's either uh, this week or uh, the or what? What other week do you play him? Week I eleven, know. I think it is. But the 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 Eagles did win this game, twenty four to seven, against a good, good Minnesota team. The Eagles moved to two and zero. Oh. We got the Washington Commanders this week, so hopefully we we are three and zero. Oh. Um, hopefully. you have any any last thoughts on this on this game? Uh, Eagles looked really, really good. Uh, the NFC right now is in shambles. The Packers don't look great. The Bucks don't look great. Uh, the Vikings showed promise and then looked uh, not that great. Uh, the Eagles right now are the kings of the NFC. Obviously, at two weeks, it's yeah a little premature to yeah. to declare something like that. We However, to- they're the only two. They're the only team that has looked good both weeks in the NFC so far, in my opinion. Yeah, there's not a lot of um the Rams don't look great. So, yeah, there's there's issues here. Uh, if I were to guess right now, my NFC Championship game, which again, very premature, but I'm going to go ahead and put uh Eagles 49ers AFC Ooh. Championship or NFC Championship game. Well, I find there are only 3 teams that are undefeated in the NFC and two of them are in the NFC East. Yeah, but one of them's the Giants, so we don't count that one. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, the the new betting favorite has been Bills Eagles, and I love the tweet that was the our country doesn't have the infrastructure for a Bills Eagles Super Bowl because <laughs> right. both fans are nuts. Yeah, for real. Uh, but moving on to Week Three, um, last week Rigney went seven and nine. And I went nine and seven. So that brings our total to this, uh, to week three, to Rigney is 15, 16, and one. And I am 16, 15, and one. And full disclosure, we are recording this um, during and after, since that game has ended now, the uh, Steelers Browns game. And we had both picked the Steelers to cover in points. So I don't know how you want to grade that, but. Since we didn't talk about who we thought were actually going to win the game, you can give us both just losses, I guess. There, right? Yeah, we both just take losses. I so right. I mean, before you had mentioned it, I had already put T next to the Steelers, so I was planning on taking the loss. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I honestly thought that the Browns would probably win, but I thought it was going to be way closer. But I just put, I just figured just putting Steelers since we didn't talk about it beforehand. But I did, but we did know that we each took the Steelers in the pick'em thing. Is it is it annoying a little bit that the Browns are two and one? Like they're because they're kind of like Browns are kind of scummy for like you got rid of Baker for a guy with a bunch of sexual allegations, sexual assault allegations, and then like yeah. and and he's not even playing; he's suspended for a bunch of weeks, and you're still two and one. It, I feel like the Browns are a team I used to really have a lot of sympathy for, but I'm slowly starting to really, really dislike the Browns. My sympathy for them started draining um, when they got like Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, and then they started getting good, and then people like started assuming the Browns were gonna, just going to win like Super Bowls, like a bunch of them. And every single time you'd uh, every single time you'd simulate in Madden, the first three years it was Browns in the Super Bowl, so that always got me yeah. uh, pretty annoyed. Such an overreaction. Yeah, it's just like, okay, relax. You guys haven't won a playoff game since like 93. Can we talk about that? And then they went out and won a playoff game, and I was like, can we talk about something different? Um, <laughs> because they beat the Steelers by like 30. Yeah, it was wild. Um, so we'll both take the loss for the Steelers. Uh, yeah. the, the Browns offense, look, these Hunt and Chubb continue to just be unstoppable, man. They're, the, the Browns offensive line is very good, first of all. But yep. They're just such a difficult tandem to stop. Duo, duo, tandem. Are they a duo or a tandem? What the hell's they're the a they're a they're a duo tandem for sure. A duo tandem. All right. Well, you could call difficult. them a couple. A couple. They're difficult to stop either way. The Steelers don't look very good. We're gonna we're gonna see uh, Kenny Pickett in there before you know it. Uh, do you want to go right into the Texans Bears man, or do you want to talk more about the Brown Steelers? I definitely don't want to talk any more about the Brown Steelers. Cool. <laughs> uh, Texans at the Bears. Who you got in this one? I honestly, man, after we talked about the Bears, I think I'm going to go Texans here. I went Texans too. Just because Fields having 11 attempts is really concerning in a game they were losing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was that mm-hmm. was that a, like a we're going to lose this game, so let's not put Fields in harm's way a lot kind of thing? Like it can't be. You can't be doing that in week two. You can't do that week two, especially after you won a very like emotional game week one. Yeah, against a good team in the 49ers. Um, I I don't know, dude. I think a lot of it comes from they had a lot of three and outs. They only had about forty offensive plays, so yeah, they still should have thrown the ball way more than they ran the ball. But you know, when you only get three plays, and it's almost like. I don't know why teams do this, but it's almost every single time the first down is a run. And I'm like, why do you script it like that? It's like every single time. And you don't even set up the play action later. It's annoying. Yeah. To me. This is what happens when you hire a defensive guy to, to fix your offense, uh, which I know Bears fans are not happy with in the offseason. Yeah. Um, uh, we're both on Texans there, which is a little surprising to me. But that's, yeah, that's weird, right? Because they're the Texans. Uh, hopefully, Damian Pierce has an insane game. That would be awesome. Yeah, the, I, hope, I hope not that happens, but Brandon Cooks scores a bunch of touchdowns. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, back-to-back away teams here for me. I'm taking the Raiders to not start 0-3. Same. Uh, they're the much more talented team. The fact that they're favorite on the road in Tennessee speaks volumes. Yeah, because Tennessee is really struggling here. I This is a... They're for sure a get right game for the Raiders. It should be a get right game for the Titans. And it, I mean, potentially it could. I'm not like 100% confident 
I wouldn't bet my house on the Raiders winning this game. But but this is this feels a lot more like the Raiders were close to winning two two games in a row, like you said, to start the season. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a get right game for the Raiders. Chiefs at the Colts. Oh my God! Chiefs nine times. Chiefs nine times. <laughs> back to back to back to back. Uh, yeah. Road favorites. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chiefs all day. Yeah, eighty-five uh, percent of the public are picking the Chiefs to cover their six and a half point road spread. Chiefs. Yeah, that's an eight facet of the game. The Pat Mahomes doesn't matter who he throws to. Riggy and I could both put Chiefs uniforms on. We're going to probably get a bunch of grabs. One of us is going to score probably. Uh, well, at least in that case, we know Travis will score for sure. Uh, there it is. The Bills at the Dolphins. Much more difficult. Uh, let's see. Is four, it the... ro- four road teams in a row for me. I have the Bills winning. Oh, I'm counting the Steelers We too. So that's this is five road teams in a row for us. That's true. Uh, yeah, the Bills are the Bills look great. The Dolphins looked really good, though they did that in one in one week where the Bills have done it in two straight. Uh, that makes me a bit more confident in the Bills. Not to say the Dolphins can't just come out and dominate again, but I doubt it. The Bills defense looks really good, so I'm going with the Bills here. The Lions at the Vikings. Uh, okay, so here's here's the deal. I'm picking the Lions to cover their six point spread. Okay. But I'm picking the Vikings to win. The Lions are two and zero against the spread right now. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, continue with that. But yeah, I think the Vikings win this game. I think they're the more talented team, and I so think Kirk I, Cousins is like I so happy I'm not playing on primetime, and then he actually throws touchdowns again. Did you say you're picking the Vikings to win? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I am also picking the Vikings to win, and I also <laughs> picked the Lions to cover. There we are. Um. Yeah, the Lions look good, but uh, I do feel like there's probably a bit of evening out for the Vikings happening here. I, I imagine Dalvin Cook gets 20-plus carries because they have not really gave him the ball a lot. Uh, that's also wishful thinking on my part. So Wishful thinking, yes. Adam Thielen's going to have three touchdowns. <laughs> the Ravens versus the Patriots. I'm picking Ravens here. Uh, there's not a shot the Patriots can keep up with the Ravens offense. Even if the Ravens offense is much more contained than it was last week, I still don't think the Patriots are going to keep up. Like the Patriots are going to have to keep up with at least 24 points. And I don't see it happening. No, I don't think so either. Uh, is it the thing that you've noticed that Bill Belichick's like kryptonite is the mobile quarterback? Is that a thing that I was just not aware of? Um, Is it? I don't know. I don't forget what stat I saw on Twitter earlier this week that Bill Belichick does not have a good record against uh, very mobile quarterbacks. And so, like, the, the the phrase very mobile was used because, like, you can – there's gray areas about who's mobile. You know what I mean? Like, Carson Wentz was mobile. But in this case, we're talking about guys like Lamar Jackson who part of their game is how goddamn athletic they are. Yeah. Whereas you're you're not game-building Carson Wentz to get outside the pocket and scramble for 70 yarders. Yeah, no. Uh, but I'm also taking the Ravens here. All righty. The Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets. Oh, we got a combo breaker here because I'm picking the home team. Let's oh. go. Jets, baby. They won last year. The Bengals were, were were better then. They're worse now. The Jets were worse then. They're better now. Uh, I'm picking the Jets, dude. Let's go. And that's, right. that's the homerism in me. Um, I know that we probably will lose this game, but... 
uh, just like last week. I got to pick them when I can, and I'm going to pick them now. I like it, dude. I like it. The Eagles at the Commanders. You didn't say who you picked. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. I picked the Bengals. I picked the Bengals to win and cover, obviously, since I picked them to cover. Thanks, buddy. Um, well, just because the, the Bengals are not great right now. They need, they need to get right game. Um, the Eagles at the Commanders. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Eagles to win here, but I have the Commanders covering. I think this is going to be closer than most people think. Same. So I am picking Philadelphia to win this game, but six and a half seems like a lot for a division game, so I'm picking the Commanders to cover. So Eagles to win, Commanders to cover. Fair. The New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, yeah, more away, more away teams here. I'm picking the Saints to beat the Panthers. The Panthers look very uninspired and super boring, so I don't want to pick them to win anything. Uh, so I'm going Saints. Um, oh man, I feel like I feel like I want to pick the Panthers here to win the game. Yeah, to I'm score gonna more the points. Panthers. All right. Um, this is a home game for the Panthers. They are uh, three-point home dogs. I'm gonna take them to win here. I don't feel great about it, but I got a feeling, a feeling in my gut. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Los Angeles Chargers. Jaguars are seven-point road dogs. Yeah, I'm going Chargers here for the win. Um, I'm still debating on whether or not I should take them with the points. Uh, it looks like Herbert's going to play, especially given that line. So if he plays, I think I'm going to take them with the points. Um, if Herbert, I agree. If Herbert plays, I'm going to take Jaguar or Chargers with the points. If Herbert doesn't play, we reserve the right to change this pick entirely, right? Do you still think the Chargers win this game if Herbert doesn't play? I think they still win the game. Oh, I don't know. I think the Jags might win this game if the if Herbert doesn't play. Who's playing quarterback two for the Chargers these days? Chase Daniel. Ooh. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're probably right. The Chargers have the better offensive weapons. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Jaguars win if Chase if Chase Daniel's playing, but you know, I'm I'm definitely switching my pick to the to the points if if uh Herbert Herbert's not play. playing. Yeah. <clears throat> the Rams at the Cardinals. I think this one's a tough one to pick. And it, you might be like, Rick, that's, that's crazy because the Cardinals have looked really bad this year so far, and your their defense looks awful. Is um, that supposed to be me? Is that me talking? That's you doing a really bad Mike Tyson impersonation. Oh, okay. I'll take it. Yeah. So the I have the Rams here, I think. They're, they're covering. They're, uh, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to do all the things. But I, I did uh, I, I did find it kind of hard just because I feel like the Cardinals maybe got a little bit of a confidence boost after that last week. But I can't wait to see the Cardinals when Hopkins comes back week seven. See if they get a little bit more competitive. Yeah. Yeah, we shall see. The Atlanta Falcons at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are two-point favorites, dude. They're, they did not look good enough to be two point favorites. They are at home though. So yeah, I was awesome. gonna say they're home. Usually home got home home guys. Uh, usually the uh, <laughs> usually the home team gets like a three point bump. So home guys. You know, if this was like on a neutral field, the the Falcons are probably you know one point or half point favorites or even a pick 'em. 
Um, I'm, I went with the Falcons here. I think the Falcons definitely have all the opportunity in the world to win this game, let alone like they're getting two points. So I'm definitely taking them points wise, but I'm going to take the Falcons to win outright. The Seahawks offense looked atrocious last week. Yeah, they did not look good. I'm also going to take the Falcons. Um, uh, I'm going to take them to win, so which means I'm obviously taking them to cover. The And for the same reasons you said, Seahawks offense looks garbage. The Green Bay Packers are one-and-a-half-point road dogs to the Buccaneers, and I feel like this is an easy Packers for me. I don't think the Bucs look very good right now. Mike Evans is suspended. Yeah, Mike Evans is suspended. It doesn't look like Chris Godwin's playing. Uh, Julio Jones, I believe, is hurt. I'm not sure if he's playing. Even if he does play, it's a hurt Julio Jones, and he's 49 years old. So this this whole this whole buck this whole Bucks offense is going to be um, kind of leaning on Leonard Fournette, and yeah. I think the, all the Packers have to do is kind of shut him down. And if they do that, they win this game pretty easily. I'm picking the Packers. All right, we're on the same. Uh... Same same boat. The San Francisco 49ers at the Denver Broncos. The Niners are one and a half point road favorites. Yeah. Um I'm going 49ers here. Um the Broncos have just looked very underwhelming for the amount of talent that they have. And now Jerry Judy is uh I think slated to miss this game. So that just kind of dwindles the talent even more. And that offense obviously hasn't gelled yet. And their defense hasn't looked great either. So, yeah, yeah I mean, Broncos, Geno, Geno Smith had like a, almost a perfect game against that Broncos defense. So, which is insane. That's not it feels like a weird thing. Like how could how could those words even be uttered right now in twenty twenty two? I mean, Geno Smith's last game as a Jet in twenty fourteen was a perfect rated game. Weird, wow. Right? Yeah, 158.3. He threw for over 300 yards and I think three or four touchdowns against the Dolphins. Eric Decker had like 11 receptions for 187 yards and two touchdowns that game. That's that's pretty crazy. Oh, man, Eric Decker. That was a while ago, huh? Yeah, it's a good time. It was the year before they got uh, Brandon Marshall and Ryan Fitzpatrick and before oh. Gino got punched out by a backup linebacker for not paying a $600 tab. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's fun being a Jets fan. Oh, man. Good stuff. The Dallas Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point road dogs to the New York Giants. I got to say, this was probably the hardest pick of the week for me. Um, I feel like I have no business picking the Cowboys beating anybody on the road with Cooper Rush as their, as their quarterback. <laughs> but I, I'm going to do it. I think the Cowboys beat the Giants, and they end the Giants' uh, winning streak here. All right, man. This is where we differ. Usually I pick the Cowboys, but uh, the Giants appear to be with Dable using Barkley the way that they should have been using him the whole time. Um, I don't know how I feel about Daniel Jones. He's I think he's obviously not the answer to New York, but they're winning games right now. They are at home. This is Monday night. I expect the New York crowd to be a bit rowdy. Uh I think Cooper Rush shows you why he's not a starter in the NFL in this game. I think they try to lean on Pollard and Zeke. Uh, doesn't probably work out great. Um, going to the Giants. We're going to the Giants to win and cover. Yeah, I don't think this is an offensive game by any means. I think Micah Parsons constantly gets to Daniel Jones, makes it very, very hard uh, for him to do things where he throws the football 
farther than a couple yards. And um, yeah, so I'm just going Cowboys based on based on the disruption of the quarterback. I think, um, even though I un- I understand the whole like Saquon thing, like he he could have a great game, and the Giants still lose. Um, thing we haven't been keeping track of, man. Give me give me your lock. Oh, lock of the week. Yeah, give me your lock. Oh, lock of the week, uh, Chiefs over Colts. Okay, my my lock of the week is going to be. Ooh, man, actually, it's tougher than I thought. Um, I'm gonna go Ravens over Patriots. Okay, I like that one. I forgot to do the fuzzy inside. I forgot to uh, do them the last two weeks. So can we can we put like post date our locks? So like uh, like I picked the Jets from last week. Uh, I'm sorry, you know that's against the rules. You cannot post date your locks. Okay, fine, that's fair, I suppose. Sorry, buddy. I get it. All right. Um, As far as teams of the show go, uh, I've eliminated the Colts. Is there a team that you'd like to eliminate for this week that you no longer wish to even consider a team? Um, I would like to, I think we can, we could probably, why don't we give our, our top three right now? And that way, because we could probably eliminate a lot of teams instead of trying to do it each week. Cause if we do that each week, we're, it's going to be like week 15 before we decide. Yeah, I suppose so. Go what ahead. Your top three? Give me your top three right now. Well, my top three right now are probably the lions, the Vikings and the Jaguars. Although I also... And I know I can't pick the commanders, but I also find the commanders interesting as well as the um, the Texans. Um, okay, so I'm with you. I'm on. I'm on board. We both have Lions, Vikings, Jags. That seems like who's going to be our. Uh, team show, team of the show, shows team. What's the word? Yeah. What's the phrasing I'm looking for here? Uh, team of the show. The show. I think we should, we should decide after this week between these three teams. Like if the Lions go out and and put a hurting on the Vikings, like that'll decide it, right? Okay, sounds good. Or, or if the Jags, the Jags put one on the Chargers, even if Herbert plays, mm-hmm. something like that. Because we both got the same three teams, I think we can figure it out next week. Alrighty. Sounds good. So uh, you guys can check us out next week, either Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, yeah. Have fun, everybody. Yeah. And don't forget to do underdog betting, Trav and Rigney as the promo code to double your deposit up to $100. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do more underdogs this week. I've been doing them each week, but I'm going to do more this week. Yeah. Sounds great. All right. See you guys later. Later.